Alright everybody, welcome back to Talking Taker. I believe this is episode number 8 of our uh, encyclopedic journey through the career of the greatest WWF creation of all time. Thank you for joining us yet again, and I am joined alongside my, uh, uh, by my tag team partner in our journey of uh, Dead Man Talking, uh, my buddy Travis White. Travis, uh, have you got your toga on for tonight? Oh man, I wish I had a toga on. I do have some uh, Caesar dressing on my salad tonight though. Okay. Caesar's Palace. Yep. That makes up for it then. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah. For the world's largest toga party, WrestleMania 9. <laughs> Thank God that they don't do things like this now. But oh man. Awesome. I, I want them to do more things like this now. <laughs> what are you talking about? Uh, as well. uh, yes, WrestleMania 9, Undertaker versus Giant Gonzalez at the world's largest toga party, Caesars Palace, Las Vegas. Uh, I have a ton of thoughts about this show. Uh, I know you do too. We have a lot to cover about this. We also want to touch on a couple other uh, th- things that have been going on with The Undertaker in the past few months since uh, uh, we last saw him at Survivor Series 92, or since we last covered him at Survivor Series 92, a couple milestone things in his career. But before we get started, uh, I do think we'd be remiss, uh, especially considering uh, the light of, uh, in the light of events today uh, that also happened in Las Vegas, uh, as we're doing a podcast about a match that happened in Las Vegas, just to send our our thoughts, prayers, well wishes, condolences, and all of that to uh, all of the victims and all the families and um, all of the uh, craziness that's going on in Las Vegas uh, with the shooting today. Just a horrible, senseless, tragic event. Uh, and really makes uh, all the things that we're doing just seem really trivial and silly. But uh, we just want to send our uh, well wishes and, and thoughts out there. It's just, just mind-blowing and, and, and an awful thing to think about. Yeah, for sure. You know, we're just, the reason we t- care about that is because it's, it's, it's a big issue. And, um, you know... Like I say, where our thoughts and prayers go out to that, and this, you know, we're talking about Las Vegas tonight in this episode, and we'd be idiots not to not to mention something about that that happened. So, you know, uh, but we want to move on to some more lightheartedness and stuff. But it is, you know, been a been a rough time in this world, and we're trying to bring some good fun in everyone's day. You know, as you guys look, download this, listen to this. So. That's right. That's right. And you know, uh, it pales in comparison to to that, but also sad that sure. looks like uh, the legendary Tom Petty is probably going to pass away tonight uh probably already has by the time you're listening to this and it's also uh really depressing to think about as well one of one of my favorite musical artists of all time and i know very inspirational I've so i've covered his uh, as a guitar player and singer i've covered his songs many a time whether it's free falling one of the first songs i ever learned on guitar great got my guitar seriously one of the first songs i ever learned was free falling so yeah you know, it sucks played um, it many times at young played- life club Played many times free falling. I played won't back down and own shows and uh, yeah, just love the love his music. So yeah, he inspired lots of bands I love. So anyway, rest in peace to him. And uh, like right. like you said, we're gonna do what what we do uh, to take our minds off of the horrible events of the world and talk about wrestling. That's what we normally do, and uh, that's what we're gonna do <laughs> right here. And maybe we can do yes, it sir. for you uh, listening out there as well. Um, but and, and we're gonna get to to WrestleMania nine. But like I said, there's a lot been going on uh, since then uh, it, 
with The Undertaker since we last covered him at Survivor Series 1992 as he put Kamala away uh, in the coffin. In the coffin. <laughs> Not a casket, Not ladies casket. and gentlemen. Yep, into in the, the coffin. coffin. Um, I was looking up some of the house show results uh, in in the latter part of December of 92 uh, into January of 93 just to see what The Undertaker was doing after he finished up that feud with Kamala. And uh, I wanted to bring up the three people that he was on the house show swings with. Uh, three people, yeah. three interesting opponents uh, that he never really had a, a TV feud with. I think there's some matches maybe on some Coliseum videos with some of these people. Right. Uh, but I wanted to ask you, Travis, which of these three people do you think you would have would is like the biggest missed opportunity of a great Undertaker feud as we okay. waste an entire year of him with uh, with Giant Gonzalez? <laughs> which one, which of these three would you have rather seen? Um, All right. So he spent a little bit of time feuding with Papa Shanga on the house shows. Mm. A little bit of time feuding with Razor Ramon on the house shows, and a little bit of time feuding with the one and only Nails. On the house wow. <laughs> I want to go ahead and throw option C out. That has no interest in me at all. Um, wow. Papa Shango and Razor. Okay, so from an in-ring standpoint, and from the fact that Scott Hall is one of the most, I think, underrated performers, best man to never hold a, a world heavyweight title, I would love to have seen him and Scott Hall or Razor a moment. But from a character in a storytelling standpoint, honestly, I hate to say this, but I think him and Papa Shango is a missed opportunity. You know, I really do. They, I, you know, would have been similar to the Kamal thing, and you know, but they both have that fantasy, mystical, you know, mysticism about them. And man, they could have done a ton with that. Really could have, especially since um, Papa Shango was making the Ultimate Warrior throw up and stuff like that. So, right. You know, imagine that kind of stuff with Undertaker, and the mind games could have been played there. That would have been pretty cool. I agree, man. I thought I, I was real intrigued by those. I do remember. I I know I've seen an Undertaker Razor Ramon match on uh, one of those costume videos back in the day. Yeah. I, I remember it. I think I remember it right because like Razor Ramon gets busted open hard way and he gets hit with a chair or something, and, and that was like really rare at this time to see see blood. Right. Uh, um, and it wasn't like it wasn't gushing, but I just remember, oh, he's bleeding. That's weird. Yeah. Um, but yeah, this, I thought those were some really interesting missed opportunities uh-huh. there. Like what might have been, well, could have been a couple of cool Undertaker feuds right there. And uh, I believe Razor's talked about uh, on some interviews about feuding with Undertaker and like filming some stuff, turning heel, like in the later part of his WWF run to feud with Undertaker, and apparently he filmed filmed some vignettes. Uh, about that that never came today or never saw the light of day uh, so that could have been real interesting and um, I know Bruce Pritchard has talked about uh, maybe it was Bruce Pritchard I don't know somebody has talked about Papa Shango allegedly there were thoughts of bringing him back uh, in the late 90s before they went with the Godfather character as well to, to, to do that Undertaker feud too well, and they were boys too, right? Aren't they right. in the BSK together? Yeah, the yeah, they were good friends. Or whatever it is. Yeah, it's, they're good friends. So, you know, the guys that are really good friends always have great chemistry Yeah. Uh, in the ring. It's, you, you hit your friends harder in the ring. You know, it looks better. So, um, I think that would, honestly, I mean, I'm not a big, you know, Godfather, Pop Shop, fan, but, right. you know, in 1993, that would have been great, man. Like, yeah. I just think the storytelling. They could have done and Vince McMahon going over the top on the commentary with that stuff. Yes. Would have been great. Yes. <laughs> yeah. 
Well, we didn't get that. Uh, instead, what we got was uh, Royal Rumble. Well, I guess before Royal Rumble, we got yeah. the the uh, debut. Uh, we're not really covering the TV shows here, but uh, it's right. worth mentioning here just for a minute. The debut of the longest running episodic television sports entertainment action program. <laughs> I don't know uh, in history. Paul says every Monday. Yeah. Right. Uh, Monday Night Raw. Uh, what was the date on there? Uh, January 11th, 1993. Yes, from the Manhattan it's Center. It's going to be cold in New York City. Oh, definitely, definitely. Sean Mooney was all uh, all bundled up out there outside. <laughs> and Hayden was trying to get the building in the beginning. Oh, yeah. Classic <laughs> stuff. Okay. Um, and I, I just, you know, it's not an, not a really interesting match at all, but uh, oh. I do think it's interesting that for the main event of this big new show obviously they didn't know back then what monday night raw would become the flagship show for the for the next 25 years but they obviously you know they were debuting a new show they're going live every week for the first time it's a very important show and who do they put in the main event not bret hart not hulk hogan oh. not the macho man they put the undertaker Again. Shawn Michaels is on the card. He fights Max Moon. That's true, He's too. right before this match, right before Damian Demento and Undertaker. So, Shawn's a bigger name and taker this time, but, yep, he's, yeah, Undertaker's in the main event, man. Pretty cool. Against the uh, the iconic, legendary <laughs> Damian Demento. Said with tongue firmly pressed in the cheek. Absolutely. From the outer reaches of your mind, Damian Demento. <laughs> oh, so bad. Uh, terrible. Well, Undertaker, yeah, again, this podcast is about Undertaker and his impact on the industry. And, yeah, I think it says a lot that Vince McMahon is putting him in the main event of the first ever Monday Night Raw. Does it matter if it's a five-star match? No, because he's in there. So it's really cool. He, and he gets a win. Yeah, he gets the, he gets the win pretty pretty easily against Demento. And that's pretty much the uh, the peak of Damian Demento's career as well, I would say. Highlight of, of his moment. <laughs> Probably, I, I mean, yeah. He's, it takes... Takes two people to be in the main event of Monday Night Raw, man. That's right. He can always he hang his hat on that. Is be the other person in the main event of the first Monday Night Raw. Yep. Then after that, we have the Royal Rumble, nineteen ninety three. Royal Rumble nineteen ninety three. We're not covering the whole Rumble, but just want to mention that you know it, the Rumble comes up because that's kind of where the story, how, how we get to WrestleMania. Did you want to say something else about about a? Uh, Monday Night Raw? No, no. Uh, okay. Royal Rumble 93, like you said, yeah, it's how we get to, to WrestleMania because The Undertaker is is in the Rumble. And, um, and you definitely need some context for this WrestleMania match. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> I'm trying to give you guys context for the WrestleMania match. So, yeah, he he's comes in number 15. So um, And he dominates which, there for a few minutes. Yeah, and then it comes out. I, I wrote, I know he comes out to a standing ovation. I mean, Everyone yeah. stands up in the audience when he comes out. But uh, I'd say he's giant. probably the, uh, arguably maybe the favorite in this Royal Rumble yeah. because it was a really um, lackluster roster for this Royal Rumble. Yeah. I mean, really, the if you think even looking back on it with perspective, really the only people that even look like possible winners in there would be Undertaker, Yokozuna, who did win it, Randy Savage. And I don't know, like Ric Flair, Mr. Perfect, maybe Bob Backlund. Yeah. I mean, he had former champion in there, but he wasn't really doing anything yeah. back then. I mean, really, I mean, probably back then, I don't know, the rumor, rumor and innuendo or whatever back then, but <laughs> I'm guessing a lot of people were thinking Undertaker was going to was gonna win it. 
and yeah, probably. He so. uh, gets interrupted by someone. He does. The giant Gonzalez debuts again with Harvey Whippleman. This is the monster of the week. You know, Undertaker's already dispatched of Kamala, and here's the next monster to feud with. It is a muscle, a bodysuit, <laughs> muscles airbrushed on it, and then this point in his career, his debut, he has actual fur on his arms and legs, which yes. disappears later on, as we will come to find out. But I just wrote the word horrible in my notes. <laughs> And I remember, um, you know, we talked in our first podcast how I was kind of in and out of wrestling. Well, being at this point, I was probably, if anything, I would have been watching WCW, not WWE. But I do sure. remember, not this night, not wrong, but I do remember um, the Giant Gonzalez. I remember seeing him on Monday nights and, and stuff and on wrestling. And even as a little kid, thinking, like, what is this guy? Because I also remember Richard Sims doing his exercise, and he had a bodysuit. He would do his exercise shows. <laughs> Richard Simmons, you know, the old guy that had the afro. And yeah. anyway, um, he had like a, like a muscle bodysuit he would do his exercises in sometimes. And I was like, is this where they got this from? Because this guy is terrible. Like, even as a kid at seven or eight years old, I was like, this outfit is so bad. I, I, um, I believe you're thinking of Slim Goodbody. That's what you're I'm thinking sorry, of. Slim Goodbody. Yes. Yeah, my bad. That I'm is like, amazing my, comparison, by the way. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, like I get my uh, muscle suits confused. Understandable. <laughs> as a, yeah, well, as a seven-year-old, for remembering that, of course, I saw him live. Nope. <laughs> that's another podcast. Yeah, it is. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, I, as a kid, even like I didn't get this. And, you know, I yeah. loved everything about wrestling and just took it all. Didn't question anything about it. But this right. was just what is. I mean, I guess. They're going for a, a Bigfoot, a Yeti or Yeti sure. uh, type yeah. look. <laughs> but, it, you know, maybe in the drawings and maybe the blueprints of it, maybe it, it looked like something else. But the finished product is just the one of the biggest just what in the Question world marks. wrestle crap <laughs> things ever uh, in, in the history of wrestling. But I will say, as he interrupts The Undertaker and... Um, they have this stare down in the Royal Rumble mm-hmm. yeah. that I actually got the crowd on their feet. I really got into it there for a second. Oh, yeah. uh, they stared each other down. Like one of them would take a step towards the other one, then the other one would take a step, like a monster, like Godzilla movie type thing. And yeah. they're building up the tension between each other. There's this great camera angle shot from between Giant Gonzalez's legs, uh, like yeah, staring at the Undertaker cool. yeah. in the corner. Uh, the announcers are building it up, and then as... Yeah, they have no clue who he is. They're really building up like he's a mystery, yeah. too, you know? It's cool. And then as the announcers would say... Or, or then as uh, as Bruce Prichard would say, and then the bell rang. Uh, <laughs> bell rang, yeah. They... So it gives him a huge choke slam, though. It's sloppy as heck, but it's huge. I mean, he... Or huge. He gets him way up there. And uh, Taker never recovers, you know? And so I guess technically he's eliminated. Right. Not Gonzalez, who isn't in the match. But I think he was eliminated. I think he and Curtis Axel are still in the Royal Rumbles. Yep. He's, I think Undertaker's the longest running Royal Rumble participant. He's still not been eliminated. But storyline purposes, he is. For this but one. luckily, Paul Bearer's there with the urn. The power of the urn revives him. And he limps out, though. So he's selling for this guy. You That's know? true. I don't know if Undertaker was excited to go in this direction. He probably didn't care at this point because he's just got to thankfully be a job, have a job. But, you know, he does limp out. And, um, so he's selling for Gonzalez, so that's cool. But 
And that is the build-up and the big uh, yeah. uh, impetus for WrestleMania 9. Uh, <laughs> like we said, the world's largest toga party. Uh, I do have a sentimental spot in my heart for this show, as it was the uh, first ever pay-per-view that I ever witnessed uh, live. First one I ever ordered. Uh, I remember being cool. at my... I guess, it must have been on spring break or something, because I remember I was at my Aunt Kathy's house in Tennessee... Um, so it was April 4th, so it was, it was definitely, I'd say for us, to have spring break on Master's Week okay. in Augusta, yeah, it was probably Master's Week. That makes sense. By the Sunday, like, we got out that Sunday, probably. That was probably the first day of, of spring break. So. Yeah. So, so I remember watching it live. Um, it is, you know, it, it it is unlike really any other WWE mm-hmm, yeah. pay-per-view you'll ever watch. Uh, it, it's the first ever well, second ever outdoor pay-per-view uh, next to SummerSlam 92. Uh, I believe it was the last outdoor show for uh, 15 years uh, until we got to WrestleMania 24. Uh, oh, wow. I didn't that. realize that. Yeah, last outdoor pay-per-view uh, they would ever do up until then. Um, it's the debut of Jim Ross on commentary. Good old JR, yeah. Uh, he left WCW, and this is, yeah, his first... Uh... His first show in WWE, WWE at the time is to show up in a toga. <laughs> and they commit to this toga party oh, yeah. thing. All the announcers, even the cameramen are, are dressed yeah. up. Uh, the only people that weren't dressed up were the refs, which I thought they right, should yeah. have went along Missed with them. There. <laughs> Everyone seems like they're having a really fun time, just really fun vibe. Uh, Finkus Maximus is in the ring. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, it's all these circus animals everywhere. Yeah. Elephants and camels. Bobby Heenan comes out riding backwards. <laughs> you know, oh. What do you think of the... I think this is probably the only time we ever got the commentary team of Jim Ross, Randy Savage, and Bobby Heenan. Uh, what did you think of them <laughs> together? I loved it, man. Because I watched more than just this match. Just to, just to A, hear that, and just B, to you know, reminisce, because it's so much fun. But... um. I thought it was good. You know, I really enjoyed it. Because you know? uh, Heenan's the the heel and Jim Ross is the new guy. He's the, the straight face guy. But then, you know, Macho King or Macho Man, I guess, is he's Macho Man at this point. He's not Macho King yet, is he? No. No, no he was Macho but, King uh, back in the uh, back when he was still wrestling. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he's um he's kind of you know in the middle, but he has some good stuff, some good you know back and forth with with Jim Ross and with Bobby Heenan. So that was good. They were really close to the audience, though. Mm-hmm. There's no space between their backs and the audience, mm-hmm. man. It's right there, crammed in. So that was that was unique. So. Yeah, I think Savage is super underrated on commentary. I always enjoyed oh. him. Maybe it's just sentimental, but uh, I did like him. Yeah, he and Stevie Ray, two of my favorites. <laughs> Suckers got to know. Uh, well, uh, this would also be. The Undertaker's first really special WrestleMania entrance uh, as he makes his way yeah. out to the ring. Um, you want to describe that a little bit? Well, yeah, because SummerSlam 92 was his first kind of unique one we got, right? Yeah. He came out with the hearse and then the uh, Survivor Series. It was the pushing the coffin out. But now we get his real, yeah, his first real um, elaborate WrestleMania entrance. And so um, the crowd goes absolutely nuts for it. And they have what uh, they call black smoke, but it is obviously green. <laughs> it's like <laughs> black smoke comes out as Undertaker's coming out. He rides out in a funeral chariot with a vulture on his arm. 
uh, or Vulture on the car. I, yeah, but it is such an awesome visual. Mm-hmm. And I remember, you know, even being a kid and seeing, you know, this in a magazine or something. You know, I'd stand in line and look at the magazines and Revco. Well, stand there, my mom getting pick a magazine up while I'm waiting, and I remember seeing this picture and seeing this clips of it. And like that is so cool. Because yeah. And years later, when Sting had their vulture, remember that? Yes. The Raptors. Yes. Had the vulture. I immediately thought of this. You know, oh, okay. Five years earlier, so it was just really cool. But he's uh And they've used really it cool. in video packages for years and years after. Oh, it's a pretty iconic image. That entrance, really, really yeah. cool. Really, and it's in the daylight, which mm-hmm. is different. But yeah. um, really you know, rare. like you said, he's he's still got this really cool entrance at WrestleMania, and uh, and uh, the crowd goes crazy for him you know uh really cool i think does the gonzalez come out first i believe he does i think so but he doesn't yeah. he doesn't have his actual fur on at this point he's airbrushed fur. yeah they've so. lost the fur in the last uh, two months since fur. i mean but uh just there's there's no words to describe nope. that outfit or and what they were going for <laughs> right yeah <laughs> <laughs> i mean is it supposed to be impressive that he has all these muscles painted on like just don't get it man more impressive he took his bodysuit off and his body looked like that. well yeah <laughs> but it obviously impressive. doesn't um yeah it was maybe it was just a big rib so hey yeah uh, oh, he been. A sweet model it oh that's for sure that's true and he uh you know i, I give him this uh he he makes the Undertaker look tiny, uh, which is oh, yeah. I don't know that I've ever seen. Uh, and maybe we'll, maybe there's another match later on, maybe against Great Kali, and I just don't remember it. But man, Giant Gonzalez, he was huge, and uh, he's a giant. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> to, I mean he's probably like a foot taller than than uh, Undertaker here, uh, which is crazy. Yeah, I don't have the stats for how tall he is, but yeah, he is. He is. He, he dwarfs him, which is crazy. I think Undertaker is six nine or six ten or something. So yeah. it's crazy. But uh, but I did make a note that Undertaker's not scared when he gets in the ring. You know, he's in, I, you know he's, he gets in there. He's not he's not selling it like he's scared or anything. Right. He also has a new tattoo on his left arm now. You know we, oh, we mentioned that I didn't notice that he had that. the Grim Reaper on the right arm, and now he's got a um, tattoo on his left. I don't I couldn't tell what it was, but I did notice that. So he's uh, getting some ink when he's on his off weeks, I guess. So, I did uh, not pay attention to that. Okay, that's uh, interesting. A new tattoo. So, but uh. They kind of keep stepping in toward each other, and it's really neat visual again, kind of like yeah. the standoff they had at Royal Rumble. So, just a really cool way it's shot too. Just, the production, I feel like it's overlooked for WWE, but um, their production team is awesome. Oh, the way yeah. they shoot things, the stuff they catch, and we often make fun of them when they miss stuff, but you know, they really pretty much get everything right. So, um, I think I, I don't know who said it. I didn't write it down, but somebody on commentary says. There, uh, there's a combined weight of 800 pounds in the ring right now, which is just, I mean, yeah. come on, <laughs> that's that's a little right. absurd. <laughs> I think Undertaker is supposed to be 300 pounds, so Giant Gonzalez is 500 pounds, really. <laughs> yeah. Come on now. Exactly. Yeah. Well, they always over exaggerate that. They do, they do. Um, but uh, but you know, play by play, kind of, you know, there's a lot of throat thrust and ch- the Giant chokes him. I mean, uh, not the Giant, excuse me, Giant Gonzalez, and uh, but then. Undertaker chokes him from the second rope and does yeah. old school again immediately. Like one of the first things he does is goes up top and does the old school. Um, but then Giant Gonzalez throws him across the ring. Yeah, like just makes him look like a rag doll. Yeah, gets a hip toss off. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he does a wrestling move. He does. Oh, did you notice who the referee is? Uh, Fonzie. 
Yeah, but, <laughs> Bill Alfonso. Yeah. So for those of you listening that might know him of ECW uh, fame as the mouthpiece for, you know, whether it was Rob Van Dam or who else is he with? Sabu. Sabu, yeah, yeah, sorry. Yeah. Um, and Taz, um, too, I think. Right? And Taz, yeah, Taz, Taz, Taz. So, yeah. Um, but yeah, I was like, that guy, like, like, is that Bill Alfonso? Yeah, it is. So anyway. but And he's in the next match, I, too. Uh, yeah, he is, he is. Uh, I wrote down a Bobby Heenan quote. Look at the size of the hands on this giant Gonzalez. You know, some people can palm a basketball. This guy can probably palm a Buick. He can palm the ring. <laughs> <laughs> Just talking about the sheer size of John Gonzalez, but, um, uh, he says, yeah, it's, he said, he so good. He, Jim Ross says, what a beautiful day. And he's like, hey, Willard Scott, we don't need a weather forecast out here. It's just... <laughs> I don't know why it's funny. It just is. Uh, but it is. Uh, and I wrote that. I wrote that quote down before Bobby even passed away, so I'd already made my notes back then. So, oh, yeah. Uh, I just saw it's interesting. I met, you know, we keep talking about his commentary and how funny he is and how much he adds to the match. Because again, he he does he does put over you know the largeness of John Gonzalez, but also Undertaker's not intimidated. You know, he's, he's yeah. going at it you know, like he does everybody else. Um, but I I wrote down an interesting note, which I think again goes to just you know as we're talking about. Undertaker, how important he is as a character, and, and how he always injures his character. I hope that he sells with his body, not his face. Most times, you, see, you hear wrestlers talk about, you know, you're supposed to sell with your face. You know, some people go a little over the top. Um, some people accuse Sami Zayn of doing that, but um, you know, some people go way over the top, like Shawn Michaels did against <laughs> Hulk Hogan. Yeah, SummerSlam Five. But they always teach you, you know, to sell with your face because you want mm. people way up in the, you know, the last row to see you. But mm-hmm. Undertaker. As a character, he's not going to do that, you know. But I just wrote that he sells with his body, uh, not his face. I mean, I, I just really noticed that. I guess in hindsight, all the matches have been like that. But it just really, it really stood out to me in this match because, again, he's getting kind of manhandled for part of it, you know. Yeah. The first time he's been, you know, physically challenged by anyone, I guess. And that's not a double dare uh, pun, physical <laughs> challenge. But um, <laughs> for those of you who get that joke. But anyway, he, he, he just it's really interesting and that's kudos to Mark Alloway. You know, he sells he's in the characters we keep talking about, he's so invested, but he's not he's not letting it slip he's playing a character, you know, he's not giving his patience up and so he's selling with his body. He just you know, he's his arms will hang and his body sags or his you know, his, his back's giving out or whatever it is. So I just noticed that. Um, really cool. Yeah, that's a great point. Good analysis there. Uh, and it, yeah, it's a great way to put it. Um he uh, lots of headbutts too, chops and kicks and headbutts. And headbutts. Giant Gonzalez does. He does a chin lock, so yes. he pulls that off, and Undertaker gets the power back from the urn to to get up out of that. Um, I mean, you talk about great selling from the Undertaker. Giant Gonzalez is the complete opposite of that. I wrote just <laughs> awful selling. I mean, I don't. What is he doing? Like he's, I mean, he's not a wrestler. Uh, he's just. No, he's he, not. He's a basketball player that they threw. In the wrestling ring, and exactly. you know, he, he tries to make faces and grunts and stuff. Yeah, it's terrible. It's, he's the complete opposite of everything I just talked about. And Prince Undertaker, for. exactly. He's the opposite. He sells with his face, or or just doesn't sell. He's just terrible. He's he's terrible. Just awful. Um, and that's why it's a really short match. Uh, just like Kamala was a really short match, and seven minutes thirty three seconds total by the time it ends. So. <laughs> Don't have a long WrestleMania Undertaker match like we're used to. This ending is oh something else. So yeah, Undertaker grabs Harvey Whippleman, who then throws a towel into the ring, 
What you don't know, they throw in the white towel. Is he giving up? You know, uh, you know what's the deal? Oh no, what happens? It's a uh, a chloroform towel uh, <laughs> that he shoves in Undertaker's face and uh, is trying to murder him. Apparently, I guess. Uh, <laughs> And, he should have been taken to jail for attempted murder. Yeah, this match. it takes the ref forever to disqualify him. I mean, he's just shoving this towel in his face, and the ref—I I don't know what he's thinking, uh, what what he thinks that towel is, but apparently yeah. just doesn't want to disqualify him yet. But uh, it just takes him forever to do it. Uh, and then the, the announcers get real somber. I mean, they're acting like Undertaker's legitimately dead. Unfortunately, the people that come out and check on Undertaker, the, the, the medics and stuff, they're all in togas, which kind of looks a little yeah. bit silly <laughs> uh, uh, in hindsight. Uh, yeah. Jai Gonzalez does a choke slam on the ref uh, and mm-hmm. takes him out. Uh, and they take the Undertaker away. Um, I could, I think the crowd was chanting at this time. Like, okay, they said they're chanting for Hogan. To me, it sounded like they were chanting BS. I couldn't quite tell, oh, like, I think so. which one it was. Well, uh, I'm not sure. One. Yeah. <laughs> either one's fine. Right. So. Either one works. Um, uh, I'm sh- I'm sure they wanted like long term to do. Ooh, we can do Hogan, Giant Gonzalez, have him body yeah. slam him. Uh, I mean, I can't imagine how awful that would have been. Uh, yeah, absolutely. I do want to write. I want to comment something too. Like Undertaker, he does. He lays motionless in mm-hmm. the ring when he's quote unquote dead. You know, like so he's selling. He's putting this guy over. You know, like again, this he probably knows John Gonzalez sucks, but like he's doing his part. He's selling great. He's put on a stretcher, right? Yep. Um, but then that's not the end of it, right? No. He goes no. out. The gong hits. And a crowd, huge pop. Yeah. Taker comes back out and the crowd just eats the so the match is over to DQ the only DQ in the streak Wrestlemania streak um, the only one that we'll see right on the Wrestlemania streak spoiler for those of you who don't know <laughs> no it's um, in a way you could say this is almost as close as we ever got uh, obviously until Brock Lesnar but almost as right. close as we ever got to the streak not surviving uh, right. not happening because it seems like 
you know, they didn't want to put Undertaker over all the way. They didn't want to right. totally kill off Giant Gonzalez. So I, I feel like there were probably people fighting to, to give Giant Gonzalez the win because they're going to extend I'm this sure. program. Uh, but then they came to their senses and just did a DQ. Yeah. But and, and the streak probably wasn't even on their radar. Oh no, time. no, of course not. WrestleMania, so he's three and zero here, but one's by DQ. But yeah, so you know they didn't know the the legend it was going to become. But right. I'm glad they glad they did come to their senses. Yes, <laughs> and give him a DQ because otherwise the whole streak thing would sting. This is almost blemish before he exactly. gets Exactly. Exactly. So very interesting. But yeah, he comes back out. The crowd loves it. He gives him three close. He gives Johnny Gonzalez three clotheslines, takes him down, and then um, I think it, he like literally has to take him down oh, on the last yeah, clothesline yeah. too. He does not want to fall down, and he just like basically is like, yeah. "Brother, you're going down." <laughs> just yeah, exactly. takes him all the way down to the ground. And then the Caesar's Palace security come out, and they are not dressed in togas. They are. <laughs> they look. I wrote. They look like they're all past retirement age. They do not look like they are. <laughs> To secure anything, man. They look terrible. But commentary, I don't remember who it was, but they say this war is far from over. Yeah. And I just wrote the two words, dang it. <laughs> exactly. So, yeah, that's my <laughs> dang it. That's this war is far from over. Uh, unfortunately, it is far from over, uh, but that's for another day. We'll get to SummerSlam 1993 on our next episode. Uh, no. Nothing for King of the Ring uh, this year. Uh, it's kind of yeah, weird he's not on that there. card. So, but Again, those of you, like I said, dang it, this war is not over yet. We had our next podcast. We saw some day three. Again, a rematch. Rematch yeah. made in wherever. And <laughs> uh, a brand new gimmick match, too. Yeah, absolutely. Again, we talked last podcast about how many gimmick matches are, are Undertaker's signatures, and so he's going to get a another one which we'll see what it actually turns out to be if there's anything actually gimmicky about it or oh, not yes. so maybe one of the greatest little... greatest disappointments uh, of all time <laughs> of all time it <laughs> could, be. could be but uh we appreciate you guys listening to this uh, we'd love to hear your thoughts and your memories on wrestlemania 9 uh on the undertaker and giant gonzalez uh, on on this match um, and you can also chime in with your memories of the world rumble 93 the very first Monday Night Raw, all that good stuff. Uh, you can let if us... you were there at any of those of things, course. please let us know. Speaking... Nobody's taking the bet yet. Oh, man, I was going to mention, in this time period, uh, I also went to my first ever WWF live event, WWF oh, house yes. show, television taping, and uh, let's see, I pulled it up. What was the date? Uh, would have been March 9th, 1993, at the Augusta Richmond County Civic Center a.k.a. the James Brown Arena, seven years yeah. old. A historic show because yes. not only was it my first show, it was also Jim Ross's first show. It's where he got his job Ooh. backstage visiting that show, Ooh. having a conversation with Vince Man. He talks about that in interviews sometime, uh, being in Augusta, Georgia yeah. in 1993. And it's, it's come they to light, do. become a very famous show here lately as uh, yeah. the debut... One and only appearance of the Toxic Turtles uh, back at this house show. Uh, so if you've seen them on the unreleased DVD, I haven't picked up a copy yet. I really want to see it. But uh, I definitely vividly remember that match. I was as big of a Ninja Turtle fan as I was a wrestling fan at that age. Oh, so. yeah. Your mind was blown. Oh, to sure. see those roles combine? Yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah. So I remember you talking to me about this years and years ago. I mean, probably when we first met, you know, like just talking about the Ninja Turtles being there and stuff. Just here we are, you know, 20, what, that's 93. So, yeah, 24 years later and people are realizing again, you know, some people seeing this match, well, seeing this match for the first time. For the first time, there, unreleased. So. Well, Pretty I, cool, man. I always wondered why I never saw him on TV. I was like, I, I remember that Ninja Turtles wrestled. Why is that not on TV? And, oh, yeah. I haven't gotten a cease and desist. <laughs> that's why <laughs> TMNT yeah. Toxic Turtles man too sweet bro <laughs> oh man what a great match maybe we'll cover that one day yeah bonus episode oh, that's just... <laughs> yeah if we get 10,000 followers we'll cover that man. yeah there we go that's a deal just kidding we can go less than that I'd love to well The Undertaker was on that house show from uh, these records on the history of WWE.com facing Giant Gonzalez uh, winning via count out don't remember that match but I remember the Turtles for sure I'll be okay. <laughs> it's probably nothing memorable. So. Yeah. But you got to see Undertaker in his infancy. Apparently I did. Yeah. So that's cool, man. Very cool. Uh, thanks, well, everyone, for joining us. We look forward to doing way more of these and look forward to your feedback. Uh, thanks for, and again, we're going chronologically, so we'll get to a lot of those shows you guys are asking for eventually. Trust me, we have to suffer through the Giant Gonzalez, the, the feud with Harvey Whippleman, just like the rest of you. So we'll get to those really classic matches uh, coming up. When they, you know, roll on the calendar. So we get there. We appreciate you joining us for this ride. Uh, you can follow along as always at Talking Taker on Twitter, and I'm on Twitter too at Alex Dorio. Uh, and then uh, we'd love for you to subscribe to us on iTunes, on Google Play, on YouTube. Uh, if there's any other ways you want to subscribe and we're not on there yet, just let me know, uh, and I'll, I'll see if I can. Get the get the podcast uploaded on there. We appreciate your feedback. We appreciate you listening, uh, subscribing, and leaving us ratings and all that sort of stuff. Um, and uh, if you want to interact with us on Twitter, uh, like I said, we, we love to hear all of that. Uh, you got anything else? I just want to say, take her easy. Oh, there it is. <laughs> Rest in peace, good brother.